Okay, welcome back to the podcast. I have a special guest today. Thank you guys again for joining us again. But my special guest today is the one and only uh, Pastor Tanya Robinson from the Judah Tabernacle Church. How are you, Pastor? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be with you, my sister. I love you and I'm just grateful for this opportunity. All right. This is this has been such for me, it's been long awaited. We talked about it a little bit and she said, of course, I'll do it. You know, and time got away from us because she's so busy. <laughs> but we're so glad and honored that um, God saw fit for us to sit down and have a little chit chat today. So oh, I man. think our focus today, it's going to be for us to go wherever the Lord leads her, because you guys, this is an amazing woman of God. You're in for a treat today. But I did want to talk specifically a little bit about a kingdom mentorship, uh, what that looks like. And the reasoning behind that is because I find myself at a time um, in my life find, looking for a mentor, looking for someone um, of like-mindedness, um, someone, a woman of wisdom, a, a woman who um, is in ministry and kind of knows the things uh, that women in ministry go through. You understand? Um, because not everybody can connect with the woman who has to walk beside the pastor. Amen. So, so we're going to hope, hopefully she can kind of give us a little, um, kind of give us a little uh, wisdom and some some pointers and some tips on that. But before we get into that, um, as we said, she is the, the co-pastor of Judah Tabernacle, where her husband is Bishop Cedric A. Robinson, and he serves as the bishop of the church. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, your role at the church before we get started? Uh, sure, absolutely. Of course, um, my role at the church, I am actually the co-pastor, like you said, but I'm also the operations administrator at the church. So part okay. of that entails that I make sure that every ministry or in some churches they call them auxiliaries are functioning according to the policies or the things that Bishop already set up and in place. So it's a lot of hands hands on for me. And uh, we also do counseling together particularly if we're doing marriage counseling, uh, we're both um, in there from, therefore the couple that's being counseled will have the actual um, male and female perspective from a counseling position. Yeah. And okay. so just pretty much whatever is needed, I'm there, you know, in every okay. aspect of it. Yeah, and you're, you're also the director of your, your women's ministry um, right. The, is it the daughters of, of Judah? Correct. The daughters of Judah. And we all know that Judah means praise. So yeah. I just believe that I'm trying to uh, have a, a platform where women can feel safe, where women can come and discuss their issues, their problems, their concerns with like minded women who may or may not have gone through it, but can also be there to help uplift one another and i just believe there there's power in agreement and so mm -hmm. the whole 
thing in a nutshell is that we don't want any woman to feel alone, any woman to feel that she's out there by herself, struggling, mm -hmm. trying to make it work. In other words, we are our sister's keeper. And that's the main thing. We just want to make sure that we're there for one another. It's not about how, um, whose problem it is, what the issue is, whose fault it is. It's about regardless of what it is, we're mm -hmm. there for one another. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's and that's one of the reasons why I'm so glad that God has connected us, because you're you're sort of like a uh, a reference, if you will, of what it is that, you know, I need to do a reminder of what I should be doing, what my role is, you know, at, at our church. And and I always want to, you know, be that be that safe place for the women, as you said. And so when I was reading your bio, I did not realize that you went to Oral Roberts University. Absolutely. Um, I Can you tell attained, us a little about, about your time there? Oh, absolutely. I attained my um, bachelor's in Christian education theology, and I've mm -hmm. also received my master's degree in Christian education theology from Oral Roberts University. Um, we already started our doctorate. I have completed the actual coursework. All that's left for me to do is the actual dissertation. Or Roberts is a place that I thank God that he led us there because not only did we uh, get the academia part of ministry and, and, and studying and knowledge, but we were able to have hands on where we can learn and feel the presence of God. It is nothing like seeing people from every nation, every tongue coming together on one accord, giving God praise and glory and honor. And you're going to class to perfect the gifts that God has already instilled in you. So I believe that was one of the most, um, one of the most impactful things that has happened to me through my journey of, of, of ministry and learning and education. All right. That is amazing. Now, Lady Tanya, can you still hear me? I can. I can now. It was going in and out for a moment, but I hear you. Okay, because it looks like I'm having some connection issues, but I think we're back now. Okay. Yep. We're going to bind the hand of the enemy. on, on this <laughs> And we are getting a little rain here. So sometimes, weather, yeah, sometimes when too. the weather is going, but I thank you for sharing that about Oral Roberts. You are our second guest. I, I just feel honored. I feel like that is kind of the, uh, that's the level that God is putting this, this podcast on because you're our second, uh, uh, alumnus, I should say, from Oral Roberts University. The first being really? uh, Dr. Judith McAllister. She was our uh, yes. Wow, I didn't even notice that until I read your bio again uh, today. So that's that's awesome. So we know that you are always busy. Another thing that stuck out to me in your bio, it says that your goal, your eternal goal, is to tear down the kingdom of darkness as you biblically bring light to all who will hear you. So, and that's what we want you to do today because those of you who are listening, this is what Lady Tanya does for me. Anytime we have a chance to sit on a phone, she fills me with the word of God. And this is what I'm telling you. If you, you need to get you somebody in your life where you, you're not on the phone talking about, you know, just 
stuff that don't matter. I'm telling you, every time we have a conversation, we enjoy one another and she fills me with substance. And I just pray that one day, if I sit in her seat, I'm able to feel someone else. So thank you again, Lady Tanya, for this. So today, feel free to, to fill us with all that biblical um, knowledge and understanding that you, you used to do it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we're going to talk about divine connections or, again, kingdom men, uh, mentorship. How important is it for those who are in ministry to have a mentor? Well, that's a very good question. And um, I believe that it is imperative that we who are serving in ministry have a mentor. I I look at mentor a little different um, than most people. I'm not looking at mentor from the vantage point or viewpoint of uh, I'm looking at you to see what you're doing wrong. I'm looking at you to see what I can show you to do and things of that nature. But I look at it as a relationship. And as a relationship develops, then we're both pushing and pulling on each other. Hmm. Um, For me, what I try to do for the women that I uh, find myself mentoring is to first of all to let them know that um, they're not in it by themselves that even though you are anointed and that you are called to do this there may be times when you may have feeling feelings of being overwhelmed feelings of frustration feelings of inadequacy you know what I'm saying those type of things but even with those feelings when we have a mentor my job is to push you you know, that, yeah, you can get through this particular segment of it. You're going to be okay. Um, Mm -hmm. As well as, um, now let's think about this. We know what the word of God says. And do you feel that you could have handled this a little different because you had to understand? Yes, we are shepherds of the people, but the people belong to God. The sheep belong to God. We're Mm -hmm. shepherding them. And so what it does is it it gives you uh, a, a person to be accountable to. You understand? Mm-hmm. We all understand that we are accountable unto God. Amen. We, Amen. we do understand that. But God will place people right here in the earth to also hold us accountable because if we're not careful, there's a thin line when you become uh, when you become successful in ministry because it's easy to go from being humble to having the big head. I got this. Look what I have built. Look how many people belong to my church. Look at the things we are doing on earth. And if you're not careful with that type of power, with that type of authority, you want to make sure that you're always humble, always in, in, in God's perfect will in yeah. under God's authority. So when I talk about mentorship, it's, it's not necessarily say, uh, give you a grocery list. You need to do this. You can't do that. That's, that's, that's not why I'm here. I'm here mm-hmm. to walk with you to let you know this burden is not all on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you carry the load to help you sh- to help share with you some things and give you some tools. That's going to make it a lot easier. For mm-hmm. example, I think I believe, for example, when we think about churches, we begin to think about our own local particular church. Amen. Mm-hmm. But when I think about church, church, my mind always goes to kingdom, which means yeah. this thing is larger than the local church, but it's always about the kingdom of God. So therefore, if you have a local church uh where you are in in, in Flint. 
and we have a local church here in Michigan. And if we have some things that would be beneficial to your church, mm-hmm. my responsibility, because we are in covenant, come on, child of God, yeah. is, yeah. hey, you don't have to do it this way. We're doing it this way. Here's some information that will make it a little lighter, a little bit easier for your church but because mm-hmm. many of us have the mindset of me minds and ours we no longer want to share some things that will help your church you know be successful you understand mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say yeah, i can recall absolutely. i can and what i mean by that is i can recall when we were we're 17 years old now so that's that's not a lot of years but i thank mm-hmm. god for every year that god has given yeah. us but Probably. in the beginning stage when we were very new how it was difficult to find people to, well, how, how do we do this? Uh, what do you think about us doing that? You know, it was difficult to find people that didn't mind pouring into you and God be and to God be the glory. We did. Uh, he did put us in the path of Bishop Edgar Van. He was awesome. And mm-hmm. he still is awesome and in instructing and teaching and pouring and sharing. I thank God for him. Mm-hmm. And because of yeah. that, we believe that it's our responsibility as well as our duty to share with other little tidbits and things that will help their ministry to grow and be what God is calling them to be. I can recall when we was like in our maybe our sixth or seventh year and another church was just coming up and they needed help. You know, uh, they had a little, little small congregation that didn't have have uh, they didn't have officers or deacons and things of that nature. And I can mm-hmm. recall when the pastor said, okay, I'm going to send four or five of my deacons over there. And I want y'all to go for a whole year and y'all stay and be a blessing to that church. Who wow. are you here all today? Going to say, take our deacons over there. Take some yeah. ministers over there. Because no, we got the mindset. It's all mine. Nobody yeah, else. I never heard it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> never that's heard that's it. not kingdom mindset. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's not kingdom mindset. And so I just believe that God is calling us to shift our way of thinking, you know what I'm saying, by renewing our minds, you know, mm-hmm. the way we think, the way we think about kingdom. It's because uh, we're all on the same team. Yes. We're all on the same team. So I benefit from your church being successful. You understand? Mm-hmm. Or oh, your yeah. youth needs something. Y'all, y'all need some information. Here you go. Take this. And I tell everybody, take the meat, spit out the bones. What doesn't mm-hmm. work for you? Don't worry about what doesn't work for you. Take what will work for you. How can I bless you? What can we do to help? And you know I come to you all the time. What can we do to help? How can we be a blessing to you? What do you need? Can I send something to you? That's the mindset I'm trying to take on. You know what I'm saying? And I I am a living witness. You all that are listening, this is exactly the person that she is. We just uh, had a chance to sit down not too long ago. And I was telling her that I felt God moving me or preparing me, I'll say, to be our church administrator, possibly. (laughs) And she said, whatever you need. She said, I, you know, you could come and I can shadow her. She'll tell me. I said, but I might need you to hold my hand. And, you know, because people don't have patience nowadays. They don't want to just take. She said, girl, and she made me feel like, what, what are you saying? She said, Absolutely. that's what I'm here for. And so I'm so thankful to God. I came back and told the pastor, my husband, and he's like, really? He's like, oh, that's awesome. You, When you going to go? He's ready for me. To- <laughs> anytime. Anytime. So this is amazing. And, and you're right. It's a kingdom mindset. We should be helpers one to another. And for so many years, I've I've witnessed 
the churches that are just, you know what, we stay over here, we this group, and this is that group, and we're so divided. And you're right, that is not a kingdom mindset, and that is not what I want to be, you know. I want to be those who are sharing, and and, and and when we're together, we're better together, as, as they better say. Better together, amen, better together. Yeah, so I, I, I love that. And I want to move on a little bit um, deeper into this conversation because I like when you say it's not about you said it's not about me telling you or giving you a checklist of what to do or what not to do, but it's relationship. So I'm I want to I want you to talk about the what is the what is the responsibility of those who are looking for the mentorship because a lot of times we sit there and I'm 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 guilty of this, you know, in the in the early years, I'm like, Lord, nobody's here. Nobody's here to help me. And nobody's like me. We're not, you know, but I, it, it changed when I said, you know what, you need to go and make yourself available. So can you talk a little bit about the responsibility of getting in the right position and asking maybe, because a lot of times we don't like to ask for help. Amen. Amen. Well, of course, we know that the scripture does say, um, you have not because you ask not, you know, yeah. but um, as far as the mentor, my, you know, I'm not one to just throw myself at anybody or, you know, anything to that degree, but I will look and, and, and observe and see if, if something is needed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I will do that. Um, but as far as the responsibility of the mentor, the only thing that I can say at this particular time is that you got to make sure that you are available, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and I'm not necessarily talking about, well, how much time do you have to give, how much this than the other, but I'm talking about available and open to receive the information that you're looking for. Because sometimes when people come to you to learn or to glean from you, they've already came into your in, in, into this little set with a made up mind. I got this way of thinking. I want to do it this way. I got to have it that way. Well, you already came in with a closed set mindset not to be open to different responses or different ways of doing things. And, mm -hmm. and what I love about God is um, he will, if, if, if both are willing, the mentee and the mentor, God then comes in and he began to do the work with both of them. You know what I'm saying? I then yeah. began to see what your needs are. You you then begin to talk to me about what your needs are. And in some kind of way with the Holy Ghost, we're able to come together with a, a, a situation that's going to work out for the best. Because right now, my main thing is that you, the mentee, is getting what you need to become stronger, to build a a better ministry, whatever that may look like, or what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so as the mentee, my thing would be be available, be open, um, you know, be willing to try some different things. You know, I believe that we have the same message of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the same message of salvation, but God may use a different method of way of getting it to the people. Amen. And mm -hmm. so just come with a mindset to learn, a mindset that um, we're going to develop this relationship and I'm, we're both going to be better because of it. Yes, I like that. So what I hear you saying is when you say be open, come with a mindset that is open. I hear you saying be teachable. Exactly. Don't be so set in your ways or the way you've done it. A lot of times we do that as humans. 
we are so we think the way we do it is so is the only way because oh that's the way we always done it that's the way my family does it but don't you know it's another way it could be another way if someone else's way is more effective um is reaching more people like you said why not try it what works for you um you know eat that meat and what doesn't work you know get rid of it that is great that is and 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 i do believe that um we're living in a time where it appears that a lot of people aren't teachable um Mm. you know we'll find it in our public school settings uh system we'll find it um within the homes we'll find it even within the church that when you come to teaching uh there's nothing you can tell me i i know this i got this already and regardless of how many degrees i will ever acquire there's always more to learn you know what i'm trying to say and the Bible says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. if we're really, truly trying to be the people that God is calling us to be, he will place people around us with this divine connection that we mm-hmm. can connect with people that will help build us up, help edify us to be everything that God already predestined us to be. Yes. Amen. Now, Lady Tanya, how do we get how do we reach that person who comes and says, you know, I, I got it. I don't need it. And you can see that they need it. How do we reach those people that are maybe can't see that they need it and they think they already got everything together? Because you're right. We, we have a lot of people in every age group who think they got it all together and they don't need nobody to tell them nothing. They can hear from God just like we hear from God. How do we, as, as the leaders, in the Lord's church, get to those people, reach them. Okay. Well, you know, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of just straightforward. I, 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 I love it. Yes. <laughs> I do apologize in advance for that. I, okay. I am just kind of straightforward with things, but um, I believe that one of the things that we have to do is create a thirst. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't want to eat when they're not hungry. People don't want to drink when they're not thirsty. You know what I'm saying? So it is our job and our responsibility to create a thirst within them. I believe in the scripture you'll find in the book of Matthew, chapter number five, verse 13. And it says that we are the salt of the earth. You know what I'm saying? And if the salt loses savor, then it's good for nothing. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And, 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 you know, being that I'm a country girl. And it's just who I am. I can recall when I was a young girl and um, my grandmother's brother, Uncle Aaron, had a dairy farm. And on this farm, he had cows. And one of the cows was na- cow name was Betsy. And mm-hmm. Bessie was a hard-headed cow. Bessie would uh, oftentimes get out the pasture and go over there in the wild onions and begin to eat and graze on the wild onions. And because she was a dairy cow, mm-hmm. um, the wild onions would taint her milk, you know. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I found that my, what my grandmother would do is take a block of salt and take it to the to the, this cow, Bessie, and allow mm-hmm. Bessie to lick on this block of salt. Okay, Mm -hmm. and what the salt did, it created a thirst in the cow. Hello, somebody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then we would lead the cow, Betsy, down to the creek. 
And mm -hmm. while she's at the creek, she begins to drink the water. Well, what the water would do is flush out all the onions that's in her milk. Jesus. Well, we understand that the Holy Ghost is a typology. I mean, the water is a typology of the Holy Ghost. Yes. We are truly people of God. Our job is to create the thirst and allow the Holy Ghost to wash all of that. Oh, you can't tell me nothing. To wash all of that. Uh, what, what, what can you show me? You understand what I'm saying? So we got to do our part but allow the Holy Ghost to do his part. Mm. And I know I went all the way around the world to share that. Oh, that is so good. So you... <laughs> That is so good. You said we the salt, so we got to make the people thirsty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Y'all that's listening. See, I'm getting choked up. I'm so happy. Yeah. We got to understand that that is scripture, that we are the salt yes. of the earth. Now, salt has more than one function. Yes, it you does. You know what I'm saying? Which means we have more than one function. So yes. not only does salt season the food, make it taste better, entice and enhance the flavor of the food, but mm -hmm. salt is also used as a what I like to call it, as a preservative. Preservative, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, well, I can recall that my uncle Aaron in the country had a, a, a smokehouse, and this is a place where they would take hickory smoke wood and burn it in the mm -hmm. smokehouse, and the smoke would then begin to smoke the meat, and they would have ham hanging up in the smokehouse, and okay. every once in a while you will see a rotten spot on the ham, but they will take a knife and cut that spot out and mm -hmm. pack it with salt. Why? Because it will prevent that rotten, that rotten particular area from spreading to the other thing. Our job is to prevent people, hello somebody, from spreading the darkness and begin to shed the light on it that we supposed to be. Because later on, around verse 14, it talks about how we are the light of the world yes you know i'm saying and so we just got to get back to the basics we got to get back to doing it the way god says i know we got all these new ideas all these new things to do but the word of god still stands firm today yes you know and so i think once we do that that thirst is created then they're gonna come you know yes. how can i do it show me how to do it show me again and everybody don't get it the first time you know, especially in this society that we're living in, this postmodernism society, everything is microwavable at your finger touch. We got Google, all this stuff right here at our finger touch. But I'm trying to tell you, there's no touch like the touch of God. And so mm. that's what we're trying to, to be. We're trying to be God's human touch here in the earth. He's not yeah. going to get off the throne and physically touch you, but he'll use you and I and all those out there to be his hands to touch. And that's what we got to do. Look how hard-headed we have been in the past. Look how disagreeable we have been in the past. But God was still able to use us. God still mm -hmm. called us. God still anointed us. God Thank still put us in position to minister. And Thank we don't you. have time to wait on those who are hard-headed. Mm. Uh -uh, come on. Yes. Woo! So y'all that's listening out there, you know how God has blessed me. <laughs> She's my mentor. <laughs> I love you. Amen. I mean, Lady Tanya, I just I just love to hear you break down the word of God. It is so good. And that's if if nobody takes anything else from our conversation, uh make the people thirsty. That's what I hear God saying. Make the people thirsty. Make them want me. And then after that I heard you say basically be patient. You got to be patient with the people cuz sometimes, you know, we've had to hear it time and time again. 
And my Bible tells me that we serve a long suffering God. Long suffering. He suffers long with us. So if he's doing it for us, who are we not to want to be patient and, and suffer long with the people uh, that God wants to reach? Amen. So Amen. Listen, whoa, this has been such a great conversation. Um, I'm going to let you go. But before we do, is there anything you want to share with the people Anything you got coming up, um, any words of encouragement? Um, again, we, we know that your church is Judah Tabernacle in Melvindale, Michigan. Um, it for those of you who are listening, and I know we, we got people listening from all all around, but if you're in Michigan, I guess you're about two hours away from my area. Um, I think I think I think it takes about two hours to get to you, but um, closer to the Detroit area, the metro Detroit area, I guess. Um, so anything you guys have good coming up? Any any special anything well, you want to do? We, we do have a couple of things, you know, um, we are, the youth of our church have a heart and we do have some things coming up. I do know in the month of July, we will be doing our vacation Bible school and we do have vacation Bible school a little different. It's really kind of unorthodox. Um, yeah. Like for most people, vacation Bible school is for the children and it's during the daytime where our vacation Bible school is for the entire family. And it will start at six o'clock PM and okay. uh, it will be the same thing throughout every um, um throughout every particular class but it'll be age appropriate so the children have their section the youth and then the adults dinner will be served and then we'll do that for three nights and then we end up with our that we'll close out with our uh family and friends day and our family picnic and then of course in the month of august we're going to um cincinnati ohio as well as kentucky with the youth we're going to the creation museum we're also going to the North Ark, and we're going to, uh, I believe it's King's Island the last day. So all three of those things will be at, you know, three days for those three particular areas. And uh, it's just not for Judas, but whosoever will would like to come and get you that information. And then, of course, last but not least, in the month of uh, October, we will have our marriage uh, retreat. And here we're going to, it's called CPR, Covenant Partners Relationship. And oh, it's going to be wow. a mighty thing, giving the couples the tools it takes to maintain and have a prosperous marriage. And so um, I, I'm looking forward to those. Um, you know, like I said, we're about kingdom building. It's not just for Judah, but it's for mm -hmm. whosoever will. Yeah. And I love that's one thing I love about you and, and, and Bishop you all are family forward. You, mm -hmm. Your ministry puts family first. I mean, it, it's right. well-rounded. No, no area of the family is left out. And I love that. It's such a great example for those of us who are coming up behind you um, because the family is important and, mm -hmm. and the enemy is, is, is attacking the family, attack, attacking that family the way God has created it. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you know, I was speaking with my husband the other day and it seems as if, you know, the traditional family, if you will, is becoming a little extinct. Um, mm -hmm. But but God is still, you know, victorious and we're going to do all that we can to make sure that we push, um, you know, what he intended for the family to be. But um, yes. I digress. Well, we can get all on, on that, too, on another day. But but. 
Lady Tanya, it has been such an honor and such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank with you. you. I pray that God will just continue to bless you and bless everything that your hands find to do. Uh, we didn't even get to talk about you. You're a prayer warrior. And that was another thing that drew me to you that, you know, I, I, I love a person who, who don't mess around in prayer. And, and, you know, and that's that's our lifeline, if you will. Um, but I thank you so much for joining me today. And I, I pray you that so you enjoyed yourself. And I pray that you all that have listened, have gained something. And until next time, you all be blessed and keep living for the kingdom. Amen. God bless you. Love you all.